We're learning the second Sikha in Chelech Yud Ches on page 196 from Parshas Kairach. This is a Sikha, a very fundamental Sikha, which will discuss the subject of Ashkocha Pratis as it relates to Yidin, Chlal Ashkocha Pratis, the Shitta of the Balshantiv. And the Rebbe will explain how what the Rambam says in Meir Nevuchim is not a contradiction to the Shitta of the Balshantiv and some other details regarding Ashkocha Pratis, uh, specifically the power of Ashkocha Pratis, in the Hainte Gesedre, Veret Etzelt. So we learn in this week's Parsha the story, as the Rebbe Shtot Gizok to Meishe Varen, that the Rebbe says to Meishe Varen as follows, separate from the congregation, and I will destroy them in one moment. Both argued with Hashem and said, The Ebishter, which is the Lekeia Ruchais, as Rashi will explain what that means. Is it just one person that sins? And the anger of Hashem is on the entire congregation. So, the Tam was far their So before they argued and said, how is it possible that one individual sins and Hashem should be angry at everyone? They refer to the Ebishter with the title of being the Elekeia Ruchais. What does this mean? What does this title of Elekeia Ruchais mean? Is Musbir and Pirish Rashi. So it's explained in Rashi. So Rashi interprets, means The Ebishter knows the thoughts of people. Since before Hashem, all thoughts are open. And you know who sinned. If one person sins, and the anger of Hashem is on the entire congregation, Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so Hashem responds and says, Yofa Marta, you spoke well, Aniyedeya, I know, Umaydiya, and I will let know, Michata Umilaychata, who sinned and who did not. This is the Pshat of Alekeya Ruchais, that the Ebishter reads our minds and knows what we're thinking, and he knows exactly who sinned and who didn't. As the Zabinit move on, however, the question here is, what is the Tsunaitik, the Adgoshe, as the Ebishter is Alekeya Ruchais, Lachal Basa? Why, what's the addition in the Pasuk? And it's emphasized that Hashem is the Lekeya Ruchais of every flesh. What are those two words? The Basar. As an introduction to ask and to beg Hashem, why is he getting angry at everyone? Referring to Hashem, that is So therefore Hashem knows who to punish and who not. On Without adding those two, those two words, the basar for every flesh. Nachmer is this move on. The question regarding these two additional words here is even stronger. A state in Yerushalmi. On Yerushalmi it says the following Allah. As echad Hashemeya killas Hashem Yisrael. If you hear a klala on Hashem from a yid, vechad Hashemeya mipia akum. Or even if you hear from a guy, chayiv lekroya. You're obligated to tear your clothing. My time, what's the reason? And the Yerushalmi quotes a Pasuk where it says, Ani Hashem, basar. I am the God of all flesh, which includes even Goyim. So thus haste, what do we see from this Yerushalmi? As kol basar, these words kol basar, who is it referring to? Meint to yidin. It includes even Goyim. So if so, now we know what the words basar is referring to. It refers to Goyim. 
So is kosher benidin didan? So the question over here becomes very strong. Das was the Rebbe is yidei amachshavis afilu for nanit yidin lechol basar. The fact that Rebbe knows the thoughts of everybody, including non yidin as well. Vasatas for a shaychus to the taina for ne ish echad yechta val kol aedo yidin tiktzayf. What's the connection here to the argument of Moshe and Aaron, where they're discussing the congregation of Yidin that Abishah shouldn't punish all Yidin? So, what's the emphasis of Kolbasa referring to the fact that Hashem is the, is the God of all flesh, including Goyim? So, Rebbe points out, At diagdame, this introduction of saying the words Kolbasa, Mideat Goshel Kolbasa, but Lechayrige passed by the Taina von Avram Avino, Benegetsus Doim. This would belong in the conversation and the argument that Avram Avinu had with Hashem regarding the city of Zdaim, where there's a similar discussion that Avram Avinu has with the Abishter, like Moshe and Aaron here, that he's arguing with Hashem not to kill the people and not to turn over the city of Zdaim. Are you going to wipe out a tzaddik along with a Rosha? There, of course, is speaking about non-Jews. Aber dort wird es in ganzen in der Mond in der Rede von Avram Avinu. There doesn't mention this expression of Kol Basar that the Eibister is the God of Kol Basar. Er hat nomes ein gewen hashefit Kol Oret loyasem mishpat. The judge of the entire land will not do justice. But this expression of Kol Basar is not mentioned. Why is it mentioned specifically here in this story of Kairach when we're talking about Kol Eder only regarding Yidden? Fabir. So the Rebbe says the explanation here is as follows. And here the Rebbe will begin explaining what exactly is the basis of the argument of Moshe and Aaron that the Ebesher should not kill the entire congregation that was fighting. The Taina Bechlolos, generally speaking, what was the argument from Moshe and Aaron is Bashtanan and them consists of the following. As we bald, the Ebesher be the Yosoy, Vashkachosoy, Aprotis, Veis Klor, versus Gewendel, Chaitem Mamish and Svishna Das Kairach. So now, they're saying to the Eibishter, Hashem looks very specifically and knows exactly and precisely who is the one that actually sinned amongst this congregation that was with Kairach. And this was only one individual, only Kairach is the true sinner. It's really only one person that sins. So the basis of Moshe and Aaron's argument is the Eibishter's Ashkocha Pratis. The fact that the Eibishter looks very specifically and knows exactly and precisely in, who exactly is the sinner and who not. Even though it seems like the entire congregation falls into the same camp, in the same category, they're all fighting and screaming against Moshe Rabbeinu. But the Eibishter sees and looks very specifically who is the true sinner here. And what does this mean? What does this mean that there's only one true sinner? I mean, they all fought. They all came and argued with Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Rebbe explains, and this is something we learned last year in the Sikh and Chelehud Gimel, it was once explained at length in the Mbir, from the Moshe was Rashi Brengta. So there's the Moshe Rashi brings there, Melech Basavadam, a king of flesh and blood, Shesar Chalav Miktsas Medine. Part of the people, part of the citizens in the country committed an offense against the king. But any day, he doesn't know who's the real sinner. When the king gets angry, he punishes all of them. But you, Hashem, so you can see who's the real sinner. And you know who sinned. So what does Rashi really mean? What does this mean that there's only one sinner here? As does is Masber, what this Moshul explains is, as the Adas Kairach, 
Zen and Itkeven can chaitu mitakavonas meride kagendem ayibishin. The entire congregation are not real sinners in the sense of they didn't really want to rebel against Hashem. Nor they zen in a spate on sugetzeigen gevaren durch kairachen. They were persuaded and drawn into this by kairach. Kairach came and convinced them that he's here for them and he's fight, standing up for their rights, fighting for them and so on. So they were drawn by kairach, but they really had no interest in rebelling against Hashem. So they're not true sinners. Und der Rebbe ist dann sehr nicht in dem Zug von heute. Dann hat es Sinners. Nur in einem Öffen von Sorche Olaf, Mitzas Medine, Asirchein. Sirchein, Asarcha means that there's something which was an offense, something that was inappropriate, but it's not directly rebelling against Hashem. But there's only one individual. Kairach is the perpetrator, and he's really the one that's rebelling against Hashem. That's what... Moshe and Adam were, was arguing, were arguing to Hashem that Hashem should look specifically and distinguish between the real sinner and the rest of the people. Hashem sees our thoughts. Hashem sees the difference between a chait or a chet and a sirchen, which is just an offense, but it's not really a rebellion. Who's one, the one that's really rebelling? That's only one individual. He causes the entire thing. He is the one that's at fault and has to take responsibility for everything that would happen with the entire congregation that followed him. And therefore, in the punishment, the difference should also be clear that only the one that truly sinned, Kairach, that truly rebelled, he should be punished, and not the other Yidin, not the rest of the congregation that followed along with him, that was persuaded by him. That's the Pshat, and what Moshe and Aaron are begging Hashem, to make this distinction. Und the Mitte is Muvan, for what we find not, at the Agdame, Elkeia Ruchais, Echayetzebeza, we don't find this expression of the Abishta being Elkeia Ruchais, that he reads the minds and sees what a person is thinking, by Tainus Avram Avinu. When Avram Avinu is arguing with Hashem not to turn over the city of Zdoim. Val Dartan is given not the Chilik von Tzadik and Rasha. There, Avram Avinu is arguing that there are Tzadikim and there are Rashaim. So there's a difference between a Tzadik and a Rasha. And he was arguing about their actual external behavior that you can openly and clearly see. He didn't have this category where it's a gray area where they committed an offense, but it's not clear if they were really rebelling or not. There was no, it's not necessary to ask Hashem to look deeper and to see who truly sinned and who didn't. So this is in general what's going on over here. It's the Ashkocha Pratis of the Eibishter to look and see exactly who is the real perpetrator, who is the real sinner and one that's rebelling, and who's not. Like them, based on this, as Eich Meduyek was Rashi Gzokta, the wording of Rashi is also precise when Rashi says, the Mloshen, the language, Yideya Machshavis, the Eibishter knows the thoughts. Yideya Ata Miachayte, and Hashem knows who the sinner is. And when Hashem responds to Moshe, Hashem says, I know. Rashi does not use the expression of which means it is known. Why would Rashi use that expression? That's the more common expression used in Chazal all over. That it's open and known to Hashem, to the one that created the world, what's going on in the world. It's known. 
So there are two expressions here. One is Yoideya, he knows. And one is Yadua, it's known. And the Rebbe will explain the difference between them. So why does Rashi here choose a different language that Chazal usually say? Rashi begins this whole statement with, It's open and known to you all the thoughts of people. So why doesn't Rashi conclude with the same type of style of writing this? That it's known to you. Why does Rashi switch it to that Hashem knows? So, what's really the difference between using the expression of Hashem knows, more directly, that Hashem actually knows, or Yodua, that it's known? So the Rebbe explains. That's Bara in them. The explanation here is as follows. As is Yodua, as is Enfaran, Tzvei, Madregis, and the Yediyev, Ashgochal, Yoyna. There are two different levels in the knowledge of Hashem. So, the knowledge of Hashem is applied to creation in two different ways. Aleph, one is the idea on Ashgoche in the Moifun from Golavi Hashem knows, that's uh, said in this expression, that it's known to him. It's open and known to him, which means nit This is not where Hashem is involved in the actual entity of creation itself and knows directly in, in the slapshus of creation of what's going on. Nor hakoil Golavi Yedua Memela. It's known to him, it's known to Hashem without directly paying attention. It just is known, automatically. Hashem knows everything that goes on. So which is a different, completely different kind of a knowledge. We're not talking about a knowledge where Hashem interacts and sees and looks to know, where there's a pu'ul of Yidiyah, but rather where Hashem knows, because Hashem is so great and so unlimited, so there's nothing that's hidden from Him. Everything is known to Him. So this is an automatic knowledge that Hashem has. Now, what's the difference if it's a yidiyah b'derech eslapshus, where Hashem pays attention, or it's a yidiyah b'derech memela? The difference is not whether Hashem knows every single detail. When you're looking and, you, and, and you're paying attention, and that, that's how you know. There's a pu'ula of knowing. So over here, the entity of what you're connecting to, to know, so every detail matters and every detail you know. Whereas if it's Golivi Yudua, that Hashem in His world, in His reality, automatically knows everything. He doesn't have to go down to see and look. So maybe you would think the difference is that over there on this level, Hashem knows on a more general sense. But He doesn't see and know every single detail. That's not the difference. No. Even on this level of Golivi Yudua, that Hashem in His reality, in His world, is bleakful and knows everything automatically. He knows everything koprat to prat, every single detail. However, even here where Hashem is aware and knows of every single detail, however, it's not direct. It's not Hashem enclosing Himself and involving Himself in the Metzius of creation. In Evroim, on His Hashem remains, it's a knowledge where Hashem knows while He remains completely separated from creation. This is Hashem in His own reality, so to speak, where Hashem is removed of everything. Mitzad His Kayach of Blikvul, Hashem knows everything. He knows every single detail, but separated, removed of everything that's going on in the world. The Riber is this an anoifin, was nemterom This is a kind of a knowledge that although every single detail is known, however, the significance of every detail of what's known is all the same. 
the greatest and the most significant detail and the most minute and petty detail. It's all one and the same thing. Because the actual reality of the world where things are more important or less important doesn't matter here. It's all in Hashem's reality where because of Him being so unlimited, He knows everything. And there in Hashem's reality, the greatest and the smallest detail are all one and the same. So yes, He knows everything, but all B'Shavah in the same way. This is a level of knowledge where Hashem does not interact, does not come down, there's no symptom here where it connects on a level that what's going on in creation matters and creates a blemish. This is Hashem's knowledge where He remains totally removed, so to speak. That the actions below here should, should matter to them. That it, it should, should make any difference to that level of knowledge where it's anything that goes on, the various different levels, or even a pagam, none of this matters over here. This is a level of in the Avish's reality, to himself. That's one kind of a knowledge. Another level of Yidia here is the Vashgoche in a from when the Abishtan knows and sees that he's directly coming down to know what's going on in, in our reality, in the Metzias of the world. Hashem is coming down, occupying himself into this reality of what's happening here. He encloses himself, he involves himself to see, to come down, what's happening in this reality. It's a different kind of a knowledge. It's more direct, it's a Yerid, it's a, a symptom here. So we hear in this idea, so there's a difference in every level and every detail, all the things that matter. The reality of what goes on in the world where every prata, things that are more significant, things that are less significant, on this level of knowledge where Hashem is involved in the mitzvahs of the creation. So the significance of every detail definitely takes up a, a space. It has its different, very various levels. The hesem, so the madregif and yad nivra, according to the level of each created being. So the difference is It's this interaction of Hashem with creation. It's this knowledge and Ashgoch of Hashem of creation, which is the source of Hashem giving reward or punishment according to the actions of what people are doing. Because this is a level where Hashem directly comes down and interacts with our reality over here. That's what Yoideya in a more direct manner means. And thus is, and now based on what we said before, that Moshe Abbeinu, Moshe and Aaron are speaking to Hashem and are arguing that Hashem comes and sees and knows. They're talking about this Einish that Hashem is about to bring on the congregation of Kairach. So therefore Rashi, and thus is what Rashi is medayik, Yoideya. Rashi uses the term Yoideya that Hashem knows, Unit Yodua, and not that it's known to him in his reality. Valdo is Negeya, the Yidiev, Ashgacha Protis, from Velachez Vetnimshach Schava Einish. Here, what's relevant is their argument that Hashem knows directly and he's involved and he sees over here what's, what's significant in our reality and therefore there's a scharva einish for what goes on over here. That's what we're talking about, who Hashem should punish and who not. And even more so as we said before the idea in an oifen von eslapshus, Hashem comes down and involves himself. To come and look very specifically in the details of the people that were with Kairach, and to let know, who's the one that just committed an offense but didn't really rebel? And who's the real sinner? Who's the real one that's rebelling over here? 
That's why Rashi uses the term Yedeya, the more direct Ashgacha Pratis of the Eibishter that's involved in the Mitzis of the world, where the reality of the world is Teufis Mokin, for the union of Schar Vainish, and so on. So this is the explanation, the Chlalos of Moshe Rabbeinu's argument. But now the Rebbe brings in the shit of the Rambam, and L'chayre, according to the Rambam, there is no Ashgacha Pratis of the Eibishter in this case, in this way. As is Yudu Adeshitah from Rambam in Meirin Nevuchim. The Rambam says in the Meirin Nevuchim as follows, As not if the Mina Adam is the Ashgacha Pratis, that only on human beings is there Ashgacha Pratis. Ashgacha, if a Prati is the Mensch, where Hashem is looking specifically and guiding matters in the life of every specific individual. Aber, by the Nevram from Doimim Tzameach Hai, when it comes to the other parts of creation, of Doimim Tzameach and Chai, is the Ashgacha of Kulal Asamin. Here, the Ashgach of the Eibishter is only on the general species. Hashem is guiding and, and uh, seeing to it that this min should continue to function and exist. But the specific incidents that happen to every particular animal, every particular blade of grass, every particular leaf that falls down, that's not over there. The Rambam simply is saying that there is no Hashgach protest on this. And not only that, even more so, even regarding the human being, is the Ashgache Nitafalaman Bishava. The Ashgache Protest of Hashem is not by everyone equally. It will depend on the level of Dveikus, how much a person is connected in his mind and in his Zaveda to Hashem. On the Sichlim Hamamrin, those foolish individuals that are rebelling against Hashem, on Rishayim, the wicked people, was by Zayis and Gantz and the Dodid Vekas Asechel and Elokos, so they are not connected to Hashem in any way, is that Eibishter from Zay, Misalik Dashkacha Pratis. Hashem removes of them this individual Ashkacha, paying attention and providing every specific detail for every particular person. This does not apply to these Rishayim. On the Ashkacha, if Zay is Alderech, we have Demim Tzemechai. And therefore they then fall into the category of the Ashgach of Hashem like it is by everything else in creation. And like based on what it says in the Pasuk and Tilim, Nimshal kebehemis nidbu, that the Shayim are compared to animals. Ashgach of Klolis. There's only a general Ashgach of the Abishter on these people. On the estate, there's another Pasuk that's the source for this, like it says in Parshish Vayelech, Vestarti Panay Mehem, Hashem says, I'll conceal my face from them, from these Rishayim, Umatzuhu Rois Rabbis Vitzaris Gaymer. And it will befall them, or it will occur to them, these terrible things and these terrible Tzaris. So therefore these uh, things, these terrible things occur to me. So the Pasuk uses the term that it occurs, it happens. What does this mean? Nothing just happens. Isn't everything from the Eibishter? So does Hayes, this is precisely what the Pasuk, according to the Rambam, is saying here. Dorech dem was yidn, reisen zechop from Eibishter, when a yid, Cuts himself off, God forbid, from Hashem. So now Hashem, so to speak, responds in the same way and cuts himself off from Yidin, and then he allows them to be ownerless to any incident that could happen to them. The Ashgacha Pratis of Hashem is removed from them. And then terrible things happen to them, just occurring, just befalling them. Like it's happening on its own. So this is the source where we see that Rishayim fall in the same category of Ashgacha Klolis, like the Daimim Tzemeach and Chai. So now, applying that over here, regarding the, the congregation of Kairach, so these were Rishayim. So seemingly over here, regarding these Rishayim, there was no Ashgacha Pratis. 
the Ebesher is going to behave with them in this way of mitzuuhu, mufkarim lumikre, that the Ebesher lets them just go and whatever happens to them happens to them. But now, let's, what, what exactly is going on over here? Don't we see that Hashem is paying very specific attention to these people? And Hashem is coming to punish them in a very, very specific way? So the Rebbe explains, So according to the Rambam, Hashem's Ashgacha and Rishayim is the same like it is with Daimim Tzameach and Chai. The Ebeshter just is looking in general on the, on the species, not on the in specific individual. So from this we understand, Even if it is a situation where you clearly see that Hashem is paying specific attention, and there is a specific Einish that Hashem is punishing them. And not like described before, that Hashem lets them go and allows them to be prone and vulnerable to anything that's going on in the world to come and harm them. So seemingly in such a case, sometimes Hashem chooses to pay attention specifically even to Rishayim and punish them directly. It's clear that this is a punishment that is coming from above for these Rishayim. That's exactly what the case is over here by the Adas Kairach. What could be more of a specific attention that Hashem is paying to them, that Hashem is creating the opening of the ground to punish them? So L'chaira over here, even according to the Rambam, by these Rishayim you see that Hashem is specifically paying attention to them. So the Rebbe explains, no, even over here, according to the Rambam, there's only a hashgacha klolis regarding the decision who to punish and who not to punish. Is aber the einish v'anhagim mitzay, the punishment and the way Hashem behaves with these rishayim, nit in a prati is Hashem is not going to pay attention in the same way to every individual on his level like he does when there's hashgacha pratis. Nor in anayfin klali. He looks at them and judges them and decides whether to punish or not in a more general sense. On al derech vid the Rambam schreibt art and the Rambam explains this. Asichlem hamamrim those foolish people that rebel against Hashem sudru besay the shar ishem mine balichaim they enter into the category of all the other animals and therefore once they fall into that categories of all the other animals so now there is a lighter standard used to kill them to punish them meaning even if it's true that the actual punishment is something where Hashem is specifically doing it and creating this Bria to punish them but the standard of what is being used to judge these Rishayim, they fall into the same category and the same standard as the, as the behemoths, where Kalahargam, where the standard is not so high like it is by Tzadikim and people that are Dovik and Hashem, and therefore Kalahargam. So if so, over here, according to the Rambam, Benegeta Das Kairach, these Rishayim, so seemingly there is no Ashkach Pratis of Hashem in them. That Moshe and Aaron are arguing, why is Hashem getting angry at the entire congregation if there's really only one person that rebelled? There is no Ashkach Pratis in them. There's only a general Ashkach like the other categories in creation. So if so, there's no room to demand of Hashem that he should come and pay attention and lower himself, so to speak, and specifically look and see to distinguish who just committed an offense and who is really the one that's rebelling. Hashem creates a lighter standard for these Rishayim. They fall into the standard of animals and Hashem will come and wipe them all out.
So what's the taina of Moshe and Aaron that Hashem should apply his Ashgach pratis to these individuals? So this is the questionnaire according to the Rambam. Abed and Emerson, but now the truth, however, is as is nitken kushya. This is not a question. On does vetverim fashtandik loit was the mit loitem was the mitler rebbes mevayer. This is explained according to what the mitler rebbe says. As thus was the Rambam halt. This opinion here of the Rambam. As this is nitok and ashgacha pratus of doimim tzemeachai. The Rambam comes and says that really there is no Ashkacha Pratis in the world at large regarding Daimim Tzimeachai. And similar also on Rishayim, there is no Ashkacha Pratis. So the Mitle Rebbe tells us, is Nit Stire, this is not a contradiction, to the famous Chiddush and opinion of the Balshemtiv, as as is Do Ashkacha Pratis, if Allah and that there's a very specific Ashkacha of Hashem on every single creature, including the Daimim, the Tzimeach, and the Chai, as the famous Var that said in the Balshemtiv, even when you have one leaf that falls in the middle of a forest, there's a Hashkacha protest of the Abishter regarding how and which position this leaf falls to the ground and it's Negea to the entire Bria. And the Abishter is looking and orchestrating exactly what's going on. That's the, that's the shit of the Balshemtiv. So the Mitle Rebbe tells us the opinion of the Rambam is not a contradiction to the shit of the Balshemtiv. How is that? While in the Rashgacha because the Ashgacha, Pratis of the Abishter in the world, there are two ways how it reaches us here below in this world. So these are two Eifanim, to how the Ashgacha Pratis comes to us. Before the Rebbe was speaking about the Yediyah and the Ashgacha Mulmailah, from the Abishter's perspective, whether it's Yedua or Yedeya, now the Rebbe speaks about the two Eifanim regarding how that Ashgacha Pratis reaches us. What are the two Eifanim? Aleph, one is Ashgacha Pnimis. A deeper ashgacha, a more direct ashgacha, meaning the ashgacha is begilui. The Abishter is paying attention and orchestrating matters clearly and openly. Where the Abishter is paying attention and orchestrating everything in, in our life in a way that it's not covered over any garments of nature. We clearly see Hashem's involvement in everything that's going on in our life. It's regarding this type of Ashgacha, an open and direct Ashgacha. To what degree it's going to be open and direct will depend on how much of Dveikus, how much you're connected to godliness. By the rest of creation and by the Shoim, this level of Ashgacha, which is open and clear and direct, it does not exist. In an Eifim Prati, not if in Klolis Amin, there is an open and direct Ashgacha, how you see Hashem making sure that the Min continues to function, that you clearly see. But the individual Ashgacha regarding every individual blade of grass and every individual animal, it comes through Teva. You don't see that open Ashgacha Pratis of the Abishter unless it's a, an entity which has Dveikus. That's the Ashgacha Pnimis. Ashgacha chetzainis. But then there's Ashgacha chetzainis. What does the word chetzainis here mean in an external Ashgacha? The Ashgacha is melubish behelen in levushi ateva v'chayetze bezeh. The Ashgacha of Hashem is very specific on every individual. However, this Ashgacha of the Ebishter comes through the garments of nature. It's covered, it's concealed in nature. On the Ashgacha is faran of alle nevroim. It's this type of Ashgacha of Hashem, which is here by all creations. Masim, Lashitas of Balshemtiv, exactly like the shit of the Balshemtiv, that there's Ashgacha Pratis in every single blade of grass and every single thing that happens in the world. So, but this is Ashgacha Chitzainis. This is Ashgacha that comes through nature. 
So if so, come to Chais, and that comes out as Oichle Dasa Rambam, is Faran Ashgacha Pratis of Rishoim. The Rambam agrees that there is a Ashgacha Pratis even on Rishoim. So it's not as Bezei, it's not Ashgacha Chetzainis. It's a kind of Ashgacha that's external. What does it mean? Ongetan on Farhailin on Levushia Tava Vacholu. It's enclosed and covered in the garments of nature. Azoi, as it says, Nit Nitker, Vyede Prat, come from the Mayvishnu. We can't notice the fact that every detail happening in the world comes from Hashem, but really, every single detail is being orchestrated by the Yevishter through the garments of nature. Now, the Rambam, though, brought before the Psukim, Matzauhu, Mitzauni, that the Yevishter leaves Yidin, Mufker, ownerless, and allows things to happen to them. They are vulnerable to the ways of the world and creation. So what does that mean? That these things occur to Yidin. That Yidin are not totally vulnerable to anything to occur to them. This itself, that Yidin now are, so to speak, vulnerable to the ways of nature, this itself is Bashkacha Pratis. What does it mean? We have to look at what it says in the beginning of the Pasik. The Pasik says Hashem conceals himself. What does this mean? It's not that Hashem removes his Ashgacha of creation or of Rishayim. Nor says, Hashem conceals Ponai, a Hester of the Ashgacha Pnimis, that open and direct Ashgacha that you should notice and see the hands of Hashem and everything in your life. That type of Ashgacha, it will become concealed. A person could convince himself that whatever tzadahs are happening to him are just occurring just because of the ways of nature. It's just because of what's going on in the world. It's just an occurrence that happened and there's no source that's orchestrating this. So that's the way it seems to the person. Even then, the Ashgach of the Eibishter is on every single detail, on every single person, even the Rishayim, it's just a, a Hester, where the Eibishter covers his Pnimius, that you don't clearly and directly see the Eibishter's involvement. So now, a P call Hanal, based on everything that we explained there, is move on the Shaykhis, from the Agdome, Elkeya Ruchais, Lechol Basar. Why Meshanad and arguing with Hashem add these words, L'chol basa, that Hashem knows the thoughts and sees Bashgacha Pratis, what's going on by every individual, every flesh. So the Taino when they were arguing that Hashem shouldn't kill the entire congregation of Kairach. As we explained before, what are these words Kolbasa referring to? It includes also not Yidin. And with the Rogetshover is Mefarashtem Posik, Ani Hashem Alekei Kol Basar. As the Rogetshover explains the Posik, that it says that Hashem is Alekei Kol Basar, Miyusadev, and even the mountain Yerushalmi, based on the Yerushalmi quoted before. So the Rogetshover specifically re- re- relates this to the subject we're speaking about here. Ratzaloimar, Ashgachapratis, Gam Beben Noyach. It's in this Posik where you see that Hashem is Mashgiach, Bashgachapratis, even on Goyim, even on Bene Noyach. So this is what Meisha and Aaron are bringing in over here. The Alekei Kol Basar. So this is the basis of Meisha and Aaron's argument. As the Rebishter darf sich vernehmen, bei von Prati, Hashem has to occupy himself and look very specifically zu mechalik sein zwischen die, was Sarcha alav, und dem Chaita. Who are the ones that are only Sarcha? And who is the real sinner? Hagam as alle, seinen im Sog von Sichlem und Rishayim. Even though the entire congregation falls into the category of foolish people and Rishayim. So if they're Rishayim, 
according to the Rambam, they're in the same category as the rest of the Daimim Tzimeach and Chai, Nimshok Behemis Nidmu, so therefore there is no Ashkacha Pratis for them. But nevertheless, even according to the Rambam, the Chidashir is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, yes, they are the Shoyim, but nevertheless, even for these Rishoyim that are usually in the category of the Goyim, while there is Ashkacha Pratis, Vibal, that Oibishter is Yedeya Machshavis, Oich von Abenoyach, and Oichavzei is Dashka Chapratis. Because the truth is that even for a Ben Noyach, Hashem does do everything and, and uh, orchestrates everything with a specific Ashka Chapratis. Chach, as by Zei, is Nidod, Idveikas Asechon, and Lakos. Although they are lacking the connection to Hashem, it comes through Teva, as the Rabbi explained before, it's Ashka Chapratis, but it's Ashka Chapratis. It's Allah has come of a Kamas, so most definitely, as the Rebishter is Yedeya, Machshavis, Mashgiach, and an Eifim Prati from Yedin, Yedin, the Rebishter looks and sees very specifically everything that's happening regarding Yedin. A Philip by Azeleche was an Embegoloi, Opkiris, and Rachmanol, that's Sam Fanelikos, even by such individuals that on a revealed level are completely cut off of godliness. That's what Meish Rabbeinu is arguing, that Ashkacha Pratis of the Rebishter does apply Lachal Basar to all, to all Yedin, including these Rishayim. Like it does regarding Goyim Lahavdal, that Eibush Ashkacha Pratis applies even to them. Now, Hagam as Venayid is Nit Oisur Etzayinishal Mokim. Although, based on everything we learned here, it comes out that when Ayid does not fulfill Hashem's will, is the Ashkacha Oifim Al Derech Vid Ashkacha Oifum Misaylam. So now there is Ashkacha Pratis on this Yid, but the type of Ashkacha Pratis by him is similar to the Ashkacha Pratis of Gaim. In what sense? As we explained, the Ashkacha Chetzainis, this is an external Ashkacha, meaning, this is Melubish and This is Ashkacha that functions and enters through the ways of nature. But, from Desvegen, the truth is, is the Achiluk Ikri, Tzvishin the Oifena Slapshus, and the Ashkacha Ifayidin, and Lahav the Elevum There's a huge difference, and a very fundamental difference, in the Ashgacha Pratis of the Eivisha that comes through nature by a guy and Lahavdal the way it is by a Yid. What's the difference? By Yom Asylum, when it comes to Goyim, Vibalt, Zeye, Yenike, Bechayis is fun Bechines Chetzainius. So in the first place, where do they get their level of Chayis from? They're part of the creation of the world and therefore they get their level, their nourishment and their Chayis from a level of Chetzainius. What is that? Shem Elikim. They're created and get their highest from like everything else in the creation, which is from a much lower level of godliness. So therefore, primarily, creation and the Goyim included in that are under the laws of nature. That's the source, of, that's the level, that's the source of their highest. So therefore, is the the level of Hashem's Ashgoche comes from this place, from the level of Alekim, from Derma Dregen Alekos, versus Melubish and Darkiyateva. The level of Alekos, which is lower down, which is involved with nature, with the ways of nature. Darkegen by Yidin, in contrast, when it comes to Yidin. The source of the life of a Yid is Avaya. That's what a Yid is, a Chelek Avaya Amoy, a piece of Hashem. Is the Ashkocha Protis of Zei, Be'etzem for Shem Avaya Atzmoy. No matter who he is, every single Yid, the Ashkocha Protis of the Eibishter comes from Shem Avaya. Which is a very deep Ashkocha from a very high level. And it actually also comes down in a way that you could notice it. You could see the direct hand of Hashem and everything that's going on in the person's life. 
including even by the Shayim. It doesn't change. The source of the highest of Ayid and the Ashgacha Pratis of Ayid is, even if he's from the Rishayim, is also from Shem Avayim. So now, what's the distinction between the Rishayim and the Tzadikim regarding this Ashgacha Pratis? If, if regardless, the Ashgacha Pratis by Ayid is always coming from the name Avayim, so this that we said before, that the Rishayim, that are not doing Hashem's will, is the Ashgacha Pratif Savzei Behelem in Levushia Teva. So it becomes concealed in nature. It doesn't mean that this level of Ashgacha from the higher level from Shem Avaya is removed. Regarding what, what, what Yidin, whatever level the Yid is on, the close nation, the direct connection of a Yid to Hashem is always there. And a Yid is always connected to Avaya. The expression of Chazal, Benkach or Benkach, Bonahim. Either way, these are my children. So what's the distinction here? No, the Ashgoche is, is, is from Shem Avaya Atzmai, Vizi is Zich Meslabish in Shem Alekim. It is Shem Avaya. It's the source of Shem Avaya, that is the source of their Ashgacha and their Chayas. But this Shem Avaya is coming through Shem Alekim. So it's, it's a Shem Avaya which is Mislavish in Shem Alekim. Not a Ashgacha that starts with Shem Alekim. But thus is the Dia Kaloshin. So as we pointed out before, this is what the Pasuk means when it says, Ve'istarti Panai, that David conceals himself. It says, not a Hester. It's only concealing the real Ashgacha Pnimis that exists by Yidin. But it's only a concealment. But that Ashgacha from Shema Vaya is still there. So now, the Rebbe before said that because the connection is still to Shema Vaya, so therefore there's a deeper Ashgacha by every Yid, but the Rebbe also emphasized it's a Goli Ashgacha. How could you say it's a Goli Ashgacha? It's open, it's revealed to see the Ebesh's involvement in the life of a Yid, even by a Rosha. On the river, so therefore the fact is, kemen durchis bainenus besichloi, de gruntuven sich, und de kennen asses ashgacha protis. Even by Rishoyim, even if it's not as open and as direct to see as it is by the Tzadikim and those that have Dvekas, that you don't even need any Yisbainanus. You can clearly see their connection and how Hashem is orchestrating things in their life. But even by Rishoyim, if you pay attention, you look deeper into how their life is going, the Gruntavan, you look and analyze what's going on in their life, you'll see the Ashkach Pratis of Hashem. You could notice it. Und durch dem wird sie euch gluja akoprato prat von jedem jeden. And by this itself that you notice it, so then you're revealing, you see this Ashkacha Pratis that comes from Shema Vaya. Euch von die, wir sind nicht äußere Zeine Cholo. Even by those Yidden that are Rishayim. So there's a fundamental difference here between the Ashkacha Pratis by a Yid and Lahabdu by a Goy. By a Goy, it begins with the level of Shema Lekim. It's, it's in nature, it's under the laws of nature, and it's completely covered. And you can't see the hand of Hashem in this. Even through His bindingness, you won't be able to really come to this. Whereas when it comes by Yidin, the, the source of the Ashkacha Pratis is always Havaya. Havaya has an external garment of a Lekim that's covering it. But if you look with His bindingness, you'll see openly the hand of Hashem in the life of a Yid, including even by a Rasha. The Mitzayich Muzber, the Teichim from Tachlis in the Ranhagafun Estarti Ponai. This will explain also what's the purpose of what the Pasuk says, that when Yidin sin, and he wants them to do tshuva, so what does Hashem do? He hides his face from Yidin. 
and he brings sodas. Was durch dem kämen sich einreden, and then what happens is you could make the mistake and convince yourself as the sodas was coming at him, and in an open form it's only from sich allein that it just happened on its own. I'm vulnerable to nature, nit von neibishten, and it didn't happen from the eibishter. That's what Hashem does when the Eden sin. So the question here is, So the obvious question is, the kavanah from the ranhage is doch Why is Hashem bringing these up, things upon Yidin? to wake them up? It's a wake up call that a Yid should come and do tshuva. Is we can a matziv from the histarti gomer? So how could this condition of of Hashem hiding himself and a Yid thinking that thing now that now things are just happening to him on its own? This kind of hanhog of Hashem should awaken you to return, to reconnect to Hashem, if he doesn't even see and relate what's happening in his life coming from the Eibishter. The Eiser felt it as the Yisurim, Zerim Ba'ashkach HaPratis von Eibishten, und kenmeinen as his anikri nikris. He doesn't even see Bechlal, how the pain and suffering that he's experiencing is the Eibishter bringing it upon him to wake him up. And therefore he doesn't relate it to the purpose of what this is for, to awaken him to tshuva. So it seems like that the purpose that's supposed to be fulfilled through these Yusurim that are supposed to wake up a person, now a person will think that, oh, Hashem is, threw me away and I have, so this has nothing to do with me anymore. So how is this bringing a person to tshuva? Not that Indian is canal, but the answer based on what we said before. When Hashem hides himself, the Ashkachapratis comes through nature by a yid, it's different than when the way it is by a guy. This that Hashem conceals himself is an external concealment. Regardless who he is and whatever level, the Ashgach of the Ebishter is in every single detail, and the Ashgach still comes from Shem Avaya. The Far is doing them the Koyach to Meoirizan by Ayidin at Nuf and Shuval Alakos. When a yid will look and see and stop and pay attention to what's happening to him, he will notice and see the hands of the Eibishter in this pain and suffering that it's a wake-up call to go and do tshuva. By a guy, it's totally covered and there's nothing that will draw him back. But by a yid, because it's really the Eibishter that's behind it, that's trying to draw back and wake up his children to come and return to him, so the yid will eventually come to notice and see the hands of Hashem, the purpose of what this is all about. On the contrary, is So now the Rebbe says a deeper point here, that really, this Ashkoch, of, of, which really still comes from Shem Avaya, in this time when the Ebesh is concealing himself, but the source remains of Shem Avaya, is Demult Faran, Nitn So the connection, the direct connection to Shem Avaya, is not there anymore in a revealed sense. In a revealed sense, you don't see the Abishra's connection directly. The Abish is concealed. The connection of the Abish that remains in this matzav with Yidin is because of the very essence, the very identity of a Yid, that this is my children. That's the connection that remains in this matzav. So any other level of connection of Shema Vaya, where it's expressed usually in a revealed way, is not there. Now it's just the very essence that's connected. So in this time, when there's pain and suffering, and the gully connection, the open connection is not there, and there's the deeper connection of Shema Vaya, the essence and the very identity of the Yid, it touches the core of the Yid, and that's what comes out. So that's a deeper point here, that Adara, but Dafki here, there's a deeper level, a deeper element of this Ashgacha Pratis that's revealed there. 
and this is connected in general to the whole union of tshuva. As dafke the tshuva, it's specifically this type of tshuva was called mitzat oitzimarichok when a yid does tshuva because of how far he was, and he had a yearning and longing to come and return. Read it on in etzimah nefesh mamish. This is because the very identity, the very core of the yid was woken up. On das is negayat zuim. This is Negeya on his pile in Klolus Avidasi. And this is relevant and this changes the entire Aveda of the Yid. This, this is because it's the essence. If the essence of the Yid wakes up, the essence is the essence of his whole being. So therefore, this will transform his entire Aveda. There is a tshuva that exists by tzaddikim, as we know Chassidah says, that tshuva is not only kipshutai, but even by tzaddikim, there's a level of tshuva where a tzaddik goes higher and higher and returns to Hashem, but by tzaddikim, their level of tshuva, it's not a tshuva that comes from a person being cut off and very far, where it touches him to his core. He's close, he has a relationship with the he's taking it to the next level. Tshuva elevates a tzaddik even higher, but it doesn't necessarily transform the entire person because it doesn't touch his very essence. As git notzu shleimus in it only adds a certain dimension, a certain level to his aveda. So it's this ashkacha pratis of the Eibushter, even by Rishayim, that touches a yid in a very deep way and awakens him to come and do tshuva. So now the Rebbe takes this point and relates it back over here to the story of Kairach and the response of the Eibushter to Moshe and Aaron's taina. The Eibushter said, Yofa Marta, the, will, the Rebbe will explain here what's the pshat and the Eibushter's response. This explains also the meaning of Moshe Rabbeinu's answer, of the Eibushter's answer to Moshe Rabbeinu. Yafa Marta Eibushter says, you've spoken well, and I know, and the Eibushter adds, I will let know as well, who sinned and who did not know. So this is an addition that Moshe and Aaron didn't even ask about, that Eibushter should let know. But Eibushter adds that, what's the point? What Eibushter says, you know what will be? Not only what they were arguing for, as the Eibushter is Yedei Machshavis, that Hashem knows the thoughts. Ashkacha Pratis of all Yidin, that Eibushter Ashkacha Pratis is on all Yidin, even like these people in the category of Adas Kairach, even the Shoyim. Ashkacha Pratis of the Eibushter is on everybody, including even Goyim. Nor, there's even more here. Here we're talking about the Shayim that are Yidin. And therefore, not an Yidea, umaydea michata milaychata. There's the Ashgacha Pratis, and it'll be Maidea. Hashem will let know this Ashgacha Pratis. Which means, the Ashgacha Pratis, Vedzain, and Anayfim Goli. It, by Yidin, this Ashgacha Pratis, even for the Shayim, comes out and is revealed. As Ale, Velenzen, Beine Basar, everybody will clearly see, Vidaibishte, Fanemtsech, and Apnimi is the Gashgache, Suratev, and Adivas Lechatu. The Eibishte is going to come and pay attention and specifically save those that did not sin. Chach Bezei is given Sarch, even though they committed an offense. That's the Chiddush of the Maidia. The Maidia is the Eibishte explaining that no, regarding the Shayim, there's a more specific open Ashgacha Pratis, because they're Yidin, even more than there is by the Goyim this level of Ashgacha where the Ebesher is, it comes from Havaya and it's open and it's clear, as Oich Be'azah mentioned, even by such people, so Zayin De Ashgacha Pratis, that there should be the direct and open Ashgacha of the Ebesher. 
In an Eifen Golim at Aslapshus, in a revealed way, when Abish is involved in orchestrating everything that's going on over here, even when he's punishing them, is the Snar by Yidin, this is specifically the level of Ashgachapratis that there is by Yidin, by Am Kreivoy Shalakavish Baruch, by the nation close and the children of the Abishta.